you feel it. You trust feelings more than you trust your mind because your mind is filled with noise. Your heart is filled with love. And where love exists and ensues, it, nothing else matters. Everything is possible and available. Hello, love, and welcome to your lovely intuition podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, medium and mentor. Through understanding my energy, intuition, and spirit, I have found the way back home to my soul, unlocking infancy in my life, relationships, building a six-figure business, and manifesting more in my dreams than ever before. I am here to help you deeper understand your intuition, why you're here, and what your soul is calling you to know so you can unlock those codes within you too. So take a deep breath in and let's dive into all things energy now. episode. This one was going to be Spirit in Your Life, but instead I'm going to do that one on Saturday, so June 6th, because the energy of you just seems so much more relevant at this time, and I'm coming to you with a very somber heart and sadness, and I need you to understand that that is okay to feel that way. No matter who you are, what color of your skin, it is okay to feel sadness right now because there is so much trauma in the world. The world is experiencing so much trauma. The earth is experiencing trauma. People are experiencing trauma. History is experiencing trauma. We are in an evolution. We are in a different form of war. We are in World War Three, And this episode isn't going to be all heavy um, because I do want to change the narrative and I want to bring light to the narrative without avoiding what we're experiencing and facing. I want to bring light to that. But to change the narrative of what we are viewing and I'm going to bring you on a remote view um, perception. In this episode and then I'm going to bring it down to how the energy of you is so relevant and how we can all do our part in accessing our own energy so obviously we know what's going on right now hate what's going on right now is hate and fear and trauma and trials and tribulations and nobody knowing which way to look or to turn or what to say or what to do nobody on a very third dimensional level knows what to do because it has come out that COVID was planned. It has come out that in fact, there are all these underlining orders that people have been conditioned to miss. And we are being a product of the environment of the conditioning as we move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing in this evolutional experience. And as someone who has trained herself, who has been trained, who values with integrity and morality and ethics this work that I do and energy and helping people understand and discover their energy, ultimately understanding that I have to continue to explore my own energy and life, that it is so crippling to find my point of view and to find my voice and so I have to rely on and I choose to rely on my understanding of remote viewing and I'm going to explain what that is in a moment because we all get told that we need to see the bigger picture and think critically and think for ourselves and research and look up and do all these things and look into while not actually doing that Nobody actually knows how to do proper research. Nobody actually knows how to properly, I can't say nobody, most people don't know how to properly do these things. And so what we do is we jump from news clip to news clip to 
clickbait to clickbait to person story to another person story to the media to the news to CNN Fox whatever all the things US worldly Canada all the all the places and we compile all this noise of information that none of it literally none of it correlates with anything they're just about some piece of whatever's happening and it's noise and it's a mess and it's chaos and it's trauma and it's fear and it's all of it does not mesh with each other. So you can't even compile truth in what we're being shown. And so what does that leave people with? That leaves people with confusion and chaos. And I'm not going to edit this episode. I am just going to speak from my heart and I'm going to take you on a remote viewing. And then again, I'm going to bring you back down to an individual level of how you can help yourself and discover the energy of you, which will ultimately create the rippling effect of change in life, in generations, in history, in your family, and anyone and everyone who interacts with you on a day-to-day basis, because that is the point. That is what we have to do in all of this. And I don't say this with um, superiority. I don't even know if it's a word, but you know what I mean, because I am a white woman So I do come from the privileged um, race, but ultimately, even through the conversations that I have had with my black friends and my black family and the work that I've done on myself and the way that I've been able to change the dynamic and the conversations and the direction of what happens around me for the betterment and for the good of humanity, that this is truly what we do. This is what we have to do. And you're not going to hear this just from me. You're going to hear this from people who are not a false light, who are not trying to falsify information, who are truly just genuinely trying to help. And those who are genuinely, truly just trying to help in all of this are being silenced and are being reprimanded and condescended and told that we are not listening and not doing our part and not doing things right and this and that and we're watching you and oh my gosh, enough. Enough is enough is enough. Who else? Are you not sick of this? Are you not sick of this? Are you not sick of it being one thing after another? Okay, I'm going to take you through the remote view of this. When you, I'm going to explain remote viewing. When you energetically remote view your life, right? If you want to, I'm going to go on all levels. You want to find your keys. You want to find your animal. You want to find a missing person. You want to find yourself. You want to be able to see the world in the bigger picture. You have to remote view. When you remote view, you go into a sense of meditation or you just literally go into meditation, which means that you find silence because when you find silence, you remove the noise, you remove the clatter, the clutter, the everything that doesn't make sense that does make sense, that doesn't, all the stuff. You remove it all, you sit in silence, and you allow your mind to process. And you know what's going to happen? Your mind's going to go a million miles a minute because in silence, you have to look at where you are at in all of this. And you have to start filtering and deciphering through the noise. And that's hard. That is so hard right now to decipher and to find your way through the noise. That is the biggest challenge that everyone is facing right now because we all want to have a voice. We all want to do the right thing. We're all doing the wrong thing. We all don't know what to do. So on and so forth. So you find silence. You find yourself. You find quiet. You find stillness and you meditate. And you ask your higher self, the version of you in the future who has completed and accomplished everything in this life that you are meant to. You ask your guides. You ask the angels. You ask God, divine universe, whoever you pray to. They are all one and the same. And moving forward, I'm just going to say God because that's my belief and this is my channel and I welcome you here and I'm grateful for you to be here. But I'm going to, I'm going to be as objective as possible, but I'm going to let you know right now that moving forward, I'm going to speak to God because God is who I believe. And if God isn't who you resonate with, please, please, please fill in the blank. I am not trying to single out or unacknowledge who you pray to. This is just in my belief, in my faith, and it gets to be that way. And you get to believe and have faith in whatever you believe in. So I'm going to move forward saying, God, I'm going to unify all of this with God. Unless I'm speaking about a higher channel, I will acknowledge them by their identity in which I have created for them to identify them for me. Anyways, moving forward. So I remote view. I ask God to show me the truth. I ask him to show me 
highest, the God energy to show me what I need to see in the bigger picture. And when I do that, I step out of my own bias and I step out of my own belief and I step out of my own perception so that I can just simply see and observe objectively. Okay, go into meditation, you find silence, you decipher through the noise in your life and you ask God, whoever you believe in, your faith, to see and perceive the bigger picture. Okay, I do this every morning. I've been doing this every morning, especially for the last five months because in all of this, we have to find our own way, our individuality. We have to discover ourselves. And I'm going to get into that in the energy view once I get through remote viewing with all of you. Okay, so you're up there. You let your light body travel above the globe so that you can look in. And you know what's going to happen? There is no time. When you remote view, there is no time. Time is a concept, it is not a constant, and now you can see everything. So now you pick. Because you have free will, you have to choose, so I choose to see the bigger picture of the last six months. I see the bigger picture of the last six months starting sometime in about December. And I ask God what I need to perceive. And God shows me to look at the trends. That's what I hear. God tells me, look at the trends. Okay, so what is a trend? Trend is something that people pick up on where a collective, um, multiple, multiple, multiple collectives of people follow in a similar fashion, order, design, belief, or system. Okay, so look at the trends. What have we seen unravel since even since January? Okay, we have seen it come out that there is um, COVID-19 and it started with a woman eating a bat in Wuhan. First of all, if you actually sat there and believed that, honestly, my question to you is, why did you believe that? Why did you believe that a disease that has never been able to cross between animals and human and evolve as quickly as it has how or what has allowed you to believe or perceive that that is actually true or possible? So I'm not judging you. I'm just asking you a reflective question. And in what I'm saying and sharing with you today, I am not judging anyone and where they're at. My, my, the whole point of this is to help you to see the bigger picture. Okay, so what made you believe that that is possible? Right? Because we aren't, most of us, almost all of us are not virologists or biologists or chemists or study in these types of practices. So we don't really know what we're being told. But because we are so conditioned through Netflix and Facebook and social platforms to scroll, 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 I don't like commercials, so I'm going to skip, 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 on to the next, on to the next, binge-watching series. We have been conditioned to go on to the next thing over and over and over with what we watch. You go on to Facebook, you have a video, I like to watch American Idol every morning. It's the best way to make me feel uplifted and feel compassion and just feel connected with humanity, listening to people and their stories and their songs and their voice. And so I watch these, but even in that, you scroll to the next one, you watch one, now I can go down a train where I've spent 45 minutes watching American Idol videos. Time is not a concept, okay? So you're remote viewing, you're looking at the bigger picture. I'm choosing, um, starting with January. I'm getting told to look at the trends, COVID-19. We're all believing in this story. Because every it doesn't matter what you believe, everything that you believe is a story or a perception. It is still comes down to a story that we tell each other over, or we tell ourselves over and over again, and then we believe it, and then it becomes a system, and it becomes a way of perceiving things, okay? So if you're told this story, so what happened from that place? The government told us that we had to stay in our homes, we had to over-sanitize, we had to wear masks, we all lost, oh, so millions of people lost their jobs. Okay, that, that, that's a fact, that's what happened. And then people now are in fear for their life because they have no idea what they're dealing with, they have no idea what to do. Then shortly after, after about six weeks of quarantine, People are allowed to now start to go into these phases where they're going to integrate with people again. And it starts to come out that in fact, that this whole thing was a plan, that it was planned, that the US is blaming China, that they're looking into the, the US sources of people who are being conspired to be involved in this. Um, 
if you look into it further, because all court cases have to be public knowledge unless they go through a particular system, um, which then the public's not going to hear about it anyways, which is irrelevant, but because this is a worldly humanitarian thing, we all can go and access the court cases of what is being filed against Bill Gates and the Melinda, Bill, um, Bill and Melinda Foundations and all the corporations and shelf companies that are involved in this. This is not this is not a conspiracy. This is actual fact. You can literally go into judicial systems and you can find these court cases, court cases, and some of the information is going to be redacted because it is obviously for obvious reasons um, uh, not supposed to be for public knowledge. Though they still have to legally post it for you to find, but people don't know that. Now you know that you can go look. You can literally go look. Okay, so these things are happening. It's coming out that they're going to ch start changing the narrative that we don't actually know or we weren't actually told what exactly COVID was to us and that doctors are speaking out on what they're seeing, what they're experimenting with, how people are dying, how they're saving people. And we're scrolling through these videos and we're questioning and we're fighting with each other. We're literally fighting with each other about things that we literally have no idea about. And instead of forming your own bias and doing your own research, people, not everyone, but a lot of people are fighting with each other. We are fighting to be right. But who is right when, you're, when nobody is right? Who is right when you're both fighting for an opinion and you're not even coming to a conclusion? Nobody's right. Nobody wins. And this isn't about winning. This is about truth. This is about individuality. This is about putting down the shovels of bashing each other over the head with this is my opinion. You need to see it this way and stop expecting other people to see things your way. Like even when I'm sharing this, I don't expect you to see things my way, but I'm hoping that you can understand how to remote view by the end of this episode. And then I'll go into how to discover the energy of view. And I'll give you some tools and some resources of what you can do right now to help yourself in all of this. Okay, so this stuff starts coming out. And instead of actually looking at what's coming out objectively and seeing the trends and the patterns of the behaviors of people and how we're interacting with each other and what the governments are saying and the conditioning filters, if you haven't watched the Out of the Shadows about Hollywood being this um, illusion and there being this uh, psychological warfare that has been going on through movies. And even if you don't fully believe in that, you can take a moment to hear that and watch the documentary and still not believe it. But once you see and hear something, you can't see and unhear it. So once you go and watch movies, because me and my husband watch this and I'm pretty open to everything. I'm open to everything. I'm open to and willing to change my opinion, my bias, my belief in whatever adjusts and creates more happiness and joy and love in my life and ultimately other people's lives because that's how we learn. That is how we become better people. That is how we heal circumstances in our life that are unjust and unfair and untrue. And so I watched this and I'm like, there's no way slightly believing it, but also recognizing it for what it is, right? There's still bias within that documentary if you've seen it, okay? Which also has been removed countless amount of times, which you can sit in question of itself, but I'll leave that for you to do, okay? So you hear this. Now you go and you watch Pixar, Disney, Sony, Lionsgate, you watch these movies and you can see the dynamic of exactly what that movie is talking about, which by the way, the documentary Out of the Shadows is about two highly, highly recognized stunt actors um, or stunt doubles who are who work with lead um, people in Marvel and all these action films, right? So they're speaking out against what they have literally been immersed in this their entire career. Okay, that has to count for something. Anyways, you start watching these movies and you start putting the pieces together. Smallfoot. It is about a secret society high up in the mountains that is keeping people conditioned to believe that other races, the human race in this case, um, these, the secret society being abominable snowmans, snowmen, um, they are, they have to stay safe and they have to stay conditioned because if they are curious, if they question the truth, then there will be negative um, 
things that will happen to them. But at the end of the movie, it is a more positive ending because eventually they come to say that um, we're actually better off just integrating and trusting and being open for change. But you can see how the dynamic of what these people are talking about of, uh, in Out of the Shadows are taught like what they're talking about. Okay, so that's happening. COVID's happening. Pandemic's happening. Um, the the conditioning, the systematic, the disruption in people's security—it's all happening all at once. And what are we do? What have we been conditioned to do? Is to scroll on by and to argue because we are individually right always. Okay, nobody's. Most people, in my experience, especially in all of this, most people aren't willing to change their perspective and opinion because it goes against what they believe and what they believe is right. Well, what if it's not right? And I'm not even saying that I'm right in this. Okay, so I'm remote viewing. I'm looking at all these dynamics of like literally just January to let's say the end of April. Okay, now we're going to start going into this phase of reopening. And people's biggest concern is who is and who is not wearing a mask. Now we're fighting about that. Why? Why are we fighting about who and who is not wearing a mask? Why? Literally asking, I'm asking the question, why are we, why are we fighting about this? If you're right and she's right and you're wearing a mask and she's not wearing a mask and you both are right in your own individual lives, why are we fighting against each other? If it has been studied and it is coming out that in fact that COVID-19 is not more deadly than people who are dying on a seventh and eighth rank of heart disease and diabetes every day, why are we fighting each other? Why is this? Why are we in so much fear? Why are we in so much panic? Why are people's jobs being lost? Okay, and if it's coming out and it has come out that this is in fact planned, like sit with that for a minute. This isn't even a conspiracy anymore. Like sit with that, like actually sit and digest just that for a moment. Because we didn't have time to digest that. Because then four weeks later, we have this Black Lives Movement and I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm all for it. I'm all for the most suppressed race in our existence, having a voice and being heard and finally feeling supported and comfort. And as a white woman, I will never understand what they have faced, but I will do my part in hopefully understanding more and changing the narrative that my children experience as they move forward in their life and the conversations that happen around me to create more justice and more love in these circumstances. Okay, so I'm still remote viewing. We're at about the end of April. Nobody had this chance to digest because we all just started fighting each other. Which is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I come here and I sit here saying that I was a part of the problem. That I even try to put my input in speaking out against people who were fighting against people, which doesn't help, which doesn't do anything. And my thing is about leading by example and being uh, an example of what else is possible. And so, yes, it is important to have these conversations to help people think for themselves. It is what I'm about. It is what I value. It is within the integrity of my truth. But sometimes I went too far and I instead of being objective, I tried to change their perspective and that's not for me to decide. Okay. So I will be honest and open and admit that. So I'm remote viewing this and I'm starting to digest that there is so much going on and that people are confused and we have no idea what to do. And nobody has a sense of their own energy because now the world is experiencing a huge shift in evolution. And instead of it being in one particular country, like World War II or three or Guantanamo Bay or, or the Bay of Pigs, like all these different times where there was war inflicted in particular spaces, this is now an absolute global thing. So people energetically are feeling this, whether you are affected by it monetarily or not, you are feeling this in the cellular core of your being. And you know what people are going to do when their cells are feeling and experiencing trauma, whether it is directly related to them or just an experience around them collectively, is they're going to start storing. Your body is going to go into the storage mode where it needs to feel protected. And your cells are going to start to stick with each other instead of having fluidity. And people are going to naturally gain weight and people are going to build up toxic energy in their cells because 
we don't understand fully how to understand our energy. And especially if you haven't awakened into yourself, your intuition, what is available and possible for you, your soul, your higher self, all these things, you're stuck. Your, your toxicity is creating within your cells. Okay? Remote viewing. Looking above this. Being objective. Just wanting to find the truth. Just wanting to find answers. That is all I am here to do. I am here to find answers. I am here to help you navigate your own answers. Find your own truth. Find your own energy. Come back to your soul. Come back to home base. Because your soul is not... Your soul doesn't have an opinion. Your soul is just love and it follows love and it follows joy and it follows happiness and it follows information. And then the human mind, the human element, the physicality of life creates an opinion and creates beliefs and biases where your soul just knows love. It doesn't know energy and it doesn't know physicality. It just knows information. It just knows this field of information. And then you create, your physical self creates the perception or experience or understanding that will change the energy of your soul. But when you just connect down to your soul, when you remove your physical self, when you meditate, you find silence, you remove the noise, you remote view, you ask God, your higher source, what you need to see in the bigger picture, you just feel love so you can be objective and you can form your own opinions and truth. And then what do we see? Well, we see this Black Lives Matter movement. And yes, it is absolutely necessary. It is absolutely necessary because I have sat with the energy of people who have spoken out about their stories. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what they've experienced because I don't. I don't. I am not a black person. I don't know what they've experienced. But knowing energy, I can sit with their energy for a moment and I can feel even a sliver of their experience and it is a tragedy. So I could only imagine, not saying that I know, but I can only imagine what it would actually be like to be in that position and it would not be nice and it would not be good. And I acknowledge that I am in a privileged circumstance where I don't have to experience those things where honestly for women, the worst case scenario, as far as my understanding goes, is that our biggest threat is walking in a back alley at night, which most of us are going to avoid to do because we've just been told better. Whereas for black people with my understanding, with what I've heard and read and seen and asked about, their lives are in constant threat no matter what they do and that is not okay that is not okay okay so that is a real issue so now let's remote view let's look at this in the bigger picture we didn't have time to process covid we didn't have time to process that this is a pandemic we did we had laws stricken from us in canada we had a law passed so that the government could give us money to um, relieve people who have lost their job while also putting in a um uh, it's not an actual bylaw but this is the only word that i can think of using it a bylaw to that bill that says that they the government does not need permission um or or um to be able to pass laws in states of emergency and that people, citizens, um, cannot speak up and vote against it. So that was the back end portion of this law to give people relief now, which everyone is out of a job. Of course, they're going to take the money. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? They need to literally survive. They built this lifestyle based on the job that they have. Now they don't have that job anymore for the most part. And so of course they're going to take the money right? So the system crippled people, made them rely on it while also, excuse my language, but literally fucking them at the same time. And I know that's harsh to hear, but that's the truth. And I probably could have picked a better word, but honestly, like I'm so upset. I am upset and I'm so, and I know you're upset too. I know you're upset too. And I know that you don't know what to do either because who knows what to do? Nobody knows what to do. Okay, so let's remote view. Let's look at the bigger picture. Okay, so this is happening. And then we're having guns starting to get banned. Okay, and this isn't about where your stance is on guns. This is just literally, this is what happened. Now guns are getting are starting to get banned. And Canada and the U.S. are one of the only countries who had, um, whose citizens had the right to bear arms. 
okay? Almost every single other country in the world or continent has had that right taken away from them. So just keep that in the back of your mind, okay? Because this is a part of the bigger picture. Now we're starting to see in Canada. So in the U.S., it is a part of their amendments that people have the right to bear arms. And the government hasn't touched the amendments yet, but I'm going to get into that, okay? Canada, we had some kind of loosey-goosey law that gave people the opportunity to have them, but because of the law that was in place, now they can restrict certain firearms. Okay, so that's the first part of that, right? Okay, remote viewing, bigger picture. Now we have this Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm going to say again, yes, it is absolutely important. And I'm not even going to say this from the standpoint of all lives matter, because if one life doesn't matter, then all no lives matter. Like, let's just, let's just agree on that period. If one life doesn't matter, all lives don't matter. And anyone, and I'm going to call you out on this because if you're standing there from a position of saying all lives matter, yeah, you're right. They do. But right now, we have to stand up for the one race that literally has not mattered this entire time. So park that notion, bring it up later. But right now, we are fighting, we are standing up against, and we are rising above, making sure that this one life that has been suppressed the most in history matters. Okay? That's not even my opinion. Like, it is, but, like, that's just the common sense of this. Okay, back to remote viewing. We're looking at the bigger picture. So this starts happening. White people are getting blamed for not speaking up. They are getting blamed for not saying the right thing. They are being praised for saying the right thing. Um, people are looting. People are looting in the name of black people. And you know what's happening? Black people are standing up and saying, what are you doing? You're making us look worse. We don't need you to loot and to riot. That makes us look worse. We didn't, we don't want this exposure. We want rights. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We don't want you to destroy things. People who are genuinely good people, black, white, Asian, whatever, are saying, we are here to help you, but that's not going to help them. How does that help them? And it's not just black people that are looting. It is white people. It is so many other people. But you know what the pictures show? Black people. Are you kidding me? Okay, remote viewing. I'm not saying this with opinion and bias. I'm literally just saying what's happening. We're remote viewing now. We're going up. We're looking up at the bigger picture. Okay, now white people are being called out to say that you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself. You need to check your history. You need to check your facts. You need to check the conversations. You need to check the conversations that you're having in your home and your willingness to stand up when the conversations are happening that are of injustice and are racist. Okay. That's what black people want right now. I have asked my black friends. I have asked my black family members, and that's what they say. They say, we want you to check yourself and to stand up when you see these conversations happening where there is racism. That is literally what they want, okay? And what do we do? We follow a trend that is a black square posting on social media that is Blackout Tuesday. Can you see how that doesn't make sense? We are being told that we haven't been speaking out and now we all follow a trend where we silence ourselves for 24 hours? That does not make sense. That does not make sense. And you know what happens because of these riots, remote viewing, okay? We have these riots. We have white people who haven't spoken out who are now trending to black themselves out for 24 hours. And a bill gets passed in Canada that says protests are illegal. Are you kidding me? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing how we are playing into the hands of a system and conditioning? And we're fighting about who's saying what right and who's wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. We're not looking at the bigger picture here because if we did, you know what we do? We would all be individually sitting in parks with each other, holding hands, speaking with one another, 
getting together for a protest that is peaceful. We're literally, instead of standing up against a system, we are coming together in groups and we are introducing each other to each other for the first time with a new lens. But instead, we are fighting. We are all fighting each other. And we're not fighting the system. The system is dismantling. And the one thing they don't want you to do is think for yourself. Because when you do, you will remote view, you will see the bigger picture, and you will stop following the trends and fighting each other. And you will fight the thing that has suppressed people, black people, this entire time. I look back at my history, I look back at my childhood, and I learned more about Russia and the American colonization than I ever did even about Canada. You know what I learned about Canada? That we have indigenous people. Um, we I don't even think I ever actually learned about um, the... This is literally how I know I didn't learn about it. The schools where indigenous people would go to and they would be abused. That's my understanding. And you know what? That's my own fault for not looking into it more. But I could tell you more about Christopher Columbus and the colonization of different um, states and um, martyring and all these different types of things before I could tell you about my own Indigenous history. And so then you look at how all of these things that I learned and when I took social class, this was the one class I really disliked because I always asked the teacher, how is this relevant? The only thing I remember other than white history is how is this relevant? And I almost failed every single social class that I was ever a part of because I literally didn't care and I didn't feel like it was relevant. And it com I come to find out that what I was being taught was not relevant. But you look at your school systems and you look at the things that you're taught in social and history, depending on where you live and how it's taught to you. And what are you taught about? What are you taught about? And you know what happens is you feel like it's irrelevant or you're trying to get to the next test, the conditioning, find the information, take the test, forget it, move on to the next thing. And you, you don't really start to do your own research. Now, is that everybody? Absolutely not. There are a lot of people who have done their own research and, you know, shame on me for not. And now I am choosing to go about and making sure that I do go about and learn more about my history and actual relevant history and cultures. We are not taught about cultures. And that is the problem. That is where the system has failed us. Because when we're taught about history, we should be taught about cultures. We should not be taught about important events the way that we are. Are they relevant? Sure, it's good to know, but it's about changes of, in history. It shouldn't be about this whole focus about a quarter of a year where we learn about Cuba getting bombed by the U.S. Honestly, I don't even know how that actual story goes, but I know that's some sort of compilation of whatever it was. Sue me if I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, irrelevant. Did that happen? Were there people who died? Yes. Is that relevant? Absolutely. And those people deserve to be honored. However, is teaching people moving forward, is that relevant? No. We should be taught about culture. And that is my opinion. That's my bias and that's my opinion. But you know what happens when you teach people a culture? You teach people about other people's values. And you know what happens? You give people the exposure and the opportunity to form their own values based on an perception of everything else that is out there. And that's how you teach people to think for themselves. And that's where you give people the opportunity to think for themselves. Okay, remote viewing, looking at the bigger picture. So now where we are today is we are in the middle of this post to black square. You know what it did? Because people are so on edge, because people are so confused and conflicted and they're being persecuted and they're not doing the right thing and they're doing the wrong thing and they're not doing the wrong thing and they're doing the right thing and all this noise, is that in 12 hours we completely erased the hashtag Black Lives Movement or Black Lives Matter um, stage that was created to bring awareness and understanding and teachings and lessons from people who are in it. Black lives create, black lives, sorry, black people created a hashtag, a social platform, hashtag Black Lives Matter, that was there to educate people on their oppression. 
And in 12 hours, because people follow trends before they think for themselves, we posted squares with hashtag Black Lives Matter instead of Blackout Tuesday because nobody knew what they were doing, and it erased. Millions of people flooded the hashtag and erased everything that they have done thus far. Okay, remote view. What are we doing? Don't be a part of the trend. Don't be a part of the problem. Take a step back. Take a day off and think about what's going on. All of it. Look at all angles. Because it's not until you look at all angles where you are going to be able to form your own opinion. So how do you remote view in this circumstance? And I want you to know that no matter who you are, what color you are, anything like that, don't avoid what's going on. But take a step back and check yourself. Because instead of worrying about Blackout Tuesday, if you're saying enough, who and who is not wearing a mask, check and discover and figure out and decipher if you've been wearing a mask all this time. That is where change ensues. That is where more love is created. When you have love in your heart and your mind, you no longer see differentiation between people's skin. And I never understood that. I get it. Like it's not unlikely that children ask you, mommy, why is their skin a different color? And you know what the answer to that is? Because everybody is unique and different. That's it. That's it. Everybody is unique and different. So why aren't we treating everybody that way instead of differentiating people because of the color of their skin? It is irrelevant. We know it is. And yes, I understand that I sit here with a white, a white woman in privilege. However, I want to help to change the narrative because if what I am being told from my friends who are black, who say, get your, your daughters black Barbies, and let them play with black and white Barbies or big and small Barbies. They have different types of Barbies now. Look at that, look at that, the conditioning in your Barbies. What what color of skin were your Barbies? How many times did you see or did you feel called to choose a Barbie that was white over a Barbie, a very small selection of Barbies, especially in the 1990s or early, early 2000s, were there black Barbies or colored skin Barbies or Hispanic Barbies or Asian Barbies? It just wasn't heard of, right? So you look at these different factors. So you know what happened was I did have a mask put on me. I did because I I wasn't taught differently. I didn't know better. But you know what I can do about it now is I can get my daughter black Barbies and I have and she has them and she plays with them. They both play with them. Even my son plays with them. And the Barbies are friends. All the Barbies are friends. And I have these difficult conversations with people that are family members where I ask them, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? Why do you say that? Not from a place of righteousness or hear me over you, but simply asking them to reflect why. And not to say that, again, I'm right and they're wrong, but I want them to explain to me why they're right because if it is, if it does make sense, If it is a bigger point of view than what I'm seeing it, then great. We can both collectively come together, challenging each other to change the direction of our point of view and make things better. So when you remote view in your life, when you look to see the bigger picture, and you can apply this to whether you're struggling with money, with relationships, with weight, with self-confidence, with anything in your life, you find silence. You find silence and you sit with yourself. You sit with yourself and you release the noise. You release the noise and you find focus and you ask whoever you pray to or acknowledge of a higher source. In my case, it is God. What do I need to perceive in the bigger picture? And I give myself a timeline. So the last six months and I look at what has been experienced and I look at everything from all angles and I look at all the information that we've been presented with and I formulate my own opinion and belief system with also the willingness to adjust and adapt and to change if new information comes out and whether it's relevant or not I'm going to remote view it I'm going to look at all of it 
And then I'm going to decide instead of spewing whatever is coming out over and over and over again. And have I in this experience done that? Yeah, I have. And I will be honest about that. But in the last four weeks, I've done this remote viewing even more. I've been doing it for the last um, probably four months, four or five months, um, almost every day. But in the last four weeks, I have been very, very, very intentional about wanting to see the bigger picture so that I can reform my belief in my bias and take a more appropriate standpoint on this. And it has helped with so much clarity. It has helped me to allow my cellular structure to not no longer feel tension, to be able to find peace and joy and love in my life, to help myself reflect on whether or not and how I have been wearing a mask my whole life and what I can do to change that and what I need to re-educate myself and different avenues of where I can uh, in incorporate more culture into my understanding so that I can expand my energy, my belief, my system, and be more inclusive to everyone as well as myself. Okay. The energy of you is a classified document that is stored within your Akashic records. And I'm going to explain this. You are an individual soul who is unique and different to every single other soul in this life. You have had different patterns, imprints, um, life, places, directions, dynamics, even in your dreams in this life. When you dream, your light body gets to travel. It gets to do different things. Some of your dreams are a compilation of memories or um, imprints that you've experienced throughout the day. Some of it is when you literally just defy space and time and you travel to different planets, places, spaces, all the things. If you would like me to talk more about dreams, and astral traveling, all these things, um, feel free to DM me on Instagram and then maybe I'll make an episode about it. But we have this energy of you. And when you tap into your soul, when you're willing to remote view, when you're willing to see things a different way so that you can better yourself in every single way, even in the things that are uncomfortable, you will change the rippling effect that you will create. You will change it. You will change the dynamic of it. You will change the conversations. You will challenge people in your life um, from love, for betterment, for more peace, for more sincerity, with compassion, all these positive things. You will change the dynamic of the generation that you will raise within your children. If you have children, if you eventually will have children, right? You will change these things. And if you want to, you can learn to do Akashic Record readings on yourself. So I'm going to explain this a little bit more. Akashic Records are essentially a library for your soul. They document every single thing that your soul has ever and will ever experience in all and every lifetime. And because that is a plethora of information that no single mind could ever truly be able to comprehend, you could get an overview of it, of what that means, but you could never truly comprehend it because that is too much information for your mind to be able to process at one time. You go into your records, you can go into your records either through yourself or through someone else. And you ask specific questions where you get to learn about that experience. And you have to be willing to see things from all points of views and be willing to change because the information you may receive may be uncomfortable or may not be what you want to hear. However, there is this access in this library. And you know what we're taught that's relevant to this? Math. You, you are taught math that is a series of codes. You want to know how that's irrelevant is because you are not taught how codes are an exact understanding and replication of your DNA, your cellular structure, molecular structures, unless you go into chemistry, but even still, you are not taught about how to apply that to yourself and how you can access your soul. Your soul is not a new understanding or teaching. People have been talking about this for since the beginning of time. Babies come from a soul. Where do you think a baby comes from? Sure, the sperm and the egg, they can join and it makes a baby. But what were they before that? They were energy. They were source. They were a soul. They came into this life, incarnated into a physical person. Your soul encompasses your physical body. Your physical body is inside your soul. Your higher self governs your soul. Your higher self is the version of you in the future. has completed and accomplished everything that you are meant to in this life and various lives. And in order to be able to change and have willingness to change, you have to be willing to discover yourself, your own energy, your own records, 
your connect with your higher self so that you can have your own sense of direction so that you can allow your higher self to remote view, to see the bigger picture so that you can find individual clarity. You get to believe and speak about and create and do whatever you want in this life. You do. If you want cars, you get to have cars. If you want kids, you get to have kids. Are you willing to have kids in any way, shape, or form? Right? That's how this works, is you have to be willing for it to be any way. You have to focus less on the how or the why and just focus on what. What is it that you want to experience? The rest of it doesn't matter. You have to trust and believe in that so deeply that that's all that matters. And then you know what happens? You find a way to connect with your soul, to instill those codes within your being so that you get to move forward and expand and create and be a part of eventually that physical, tangible experience. Your energy, the energy of you, is the most sacred, classified document, and it shouldn't be. It should not be. Because when you tap into your energy, you go through this process of unpacking the filter that has been placed on your individual mind and you get to start remembering. You get to start your remembering process of your life, previous lives, past lives, where you came from, higher connections, higher dimensions. And instead of being told that you are crazy and you are imagining this and it's a conspiracy, you feel it. You trust feelings more than you trust your mind because your mind is filled with noise. Your heart is filled with love. And where love exists and ensues, nothing else matters. Everything is possible and available. And the energy of you is this beautiful, beautiful, sacred thing that you and only you will ever be able to understand and nobody else should ever tell you that you don't understand you. Because that is not true. And when you do that, when you tap in, it is the work and the dynamic of how I am changing my one-on-one programs because that is important. And I'm going to take you through a bit of an understanding. When I walk my clients through a remembering, I take them through first tapping into their intuition with understanding their psychic senses, their six senses, which are, um, it's an episode earlier in the podcast, your six senses. So you can learn about that uh, more through that episode, but I take you through understanding more in depth, your six senses and how they relate and are relevant when you connect with people people's energies out of love and respect and out of dignity and integrity. And as you do that, you build on your trust of energy because energy is built on trust. You have to trust it or it doesn't work. Everything is permission-based. And then I take you through understanding how to connect with spirit because who doesn't want to connect with their loved ones on the other side? It is the most peaceful, beautiful, new type of relationship that you could create with those people who you once thought were never going to be there again. And so I take you through that process of learning mediumship. Whether you want to do readings for others or not, it is irrelevant. You can choose what you want to do with that. But I take you through this process because once you can trust that you in fact can connect with other people's energies, that you in fact can connect with these six senses, that you in fact can connect with spirit, that everything else becomes available and possible for you. And now you can start to go through your own filtering system and you can remove your masks and your levels and your layers of conditioning and you can rediscover who you are and you will remove shame and guilt and you will instill confidence and self-love and you will change the molecular codes of your system and your body will stop storing trauma and hate and anger and frustration And your cells will stop clumping together and fluidity and flow will come back into your system and you will experience more flow and ease into your life. That is literally how it works. That is how it works. And that is more relevant to teach people than about history and wars and these things. Sure, teach it. But it's not going to help a person become an individual person. It is going to give them information that honestly, at least I don't really care about. And how is that going to help me? It's filled my brain with nonsense that I've stored in my unconscious that at some point I knew about, like the Bay of Pigs. I think I'm saying it right now, which I don't know anything about. Something to do with Cuba. The U.S. and Cuba were at, you know, wits ends for a while because of it. It's literally all I know. There's so much more that I learned that I put in my unconsciousness because I don't, it's not relevant to me. It doesn't help me. 
I used to think, what is math for? Why do I need to know trigonometry? Why do I need to know Pythagorean theorem? Why? Because it's codes. You're learning codes. Your system is made up of codes. Your energy is a coding system. And when you can understand your codes, sacred geometry is a code, then you can go about life learning things that are relevant to you, to your soul, and unlearning the things that are unrelevant that have nothing to do with your purpose. You know why you can't figure out your purpose? It's because you haven't figured out your own energy. You haven't figured it out your own soul. And if you re-listen to this episode, at least in the last five minutes, I've just walked you through how to be able to do that. And you can utilize different episodes on my podcast, like the six, sorry, the Sixth Sense episode, to help yourself start to connect. And even further beyond that, if you want to go more in depth, I have Intuition Academy, which teaches you more about the foundation of your intuition and your energy, which teaches you about uh, connecting with your your energy, your intuition, applying it to your life, manifesting, connecting with spirit. There's a private community. If you want to go on to build a first service out of it, there's Spirit University. It takes you into the in-depth of what I take my one-on-one clients and also teaches you how to build a business. If you want to go even more in-depth, you can work with me one-on-one. I have three spots available and open right now um, for a minimum of three months where we are going to reshape your energy understanding so that you can truly feel more complete. Because like I said, the energy of you is a sacred classified document that only you can truly tap into. And that's how it should be. And it's the most beautiful thing. So to wrap this all up, I'm inviting you to remote view this circumstance. Find silence, find quiet, release yourself of the noise, and process. Just process. Because you're not going to help yourself or anyone or a black friend or family member or black people or any, you're just not going to help anyone if you're just immersed in this right now. And speak out when people are saying things that are unjust or untrue. But also allow yourself the time to process and to ultimately check yourself because that is where change ensues. When you change you, change will ensue. So, I know this was a bit of a heavier episode. Um, it kind of was about, kind of was a tangent or a rant, if you will. But honestly, like, I come to you frustrated, and I know you're frustrated too, and you're confused, and you're conflicted, and I'm confused. But I am so grateful that I have learned and trained myself how to remote view everything because it allows me to be objective. It allows me to check myself. It allows me to change the dynamic of how or what or how I can show up and do better and be better and all these things. And you know what's going to um, manipulate around me to allow more of this positive frequency is positive things that I want to experience in life. And that can happen for you too. But you have to find your energy first because otherwise you're just going to get lost in the herd all right i know this was a big episode i want to thank you if you stuck with me this far please know and remember that there are still giveaways going on so if there's something in this episode that resonated with you screenshot and share it um, or dm me on instagram or facebook on instagram at riley r-y-l-e-e june is in the month Instagram or Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Riley J. Solomon, um, uh, S-O-L-O-M-A-N. And let me know what you thought. I'll put you into the draw. I'm giving away access to one person for my Oracle Reading Masterclass, which teaches you about utilizing Oracle cards to tap into your intuition and to, if you feel called to, make money. Um, uh, You're also getting, uh, one person is winning a 30-minute energy reading session. That can be intuitive, why it just happened to your life. It can be a connection solely with mediumship, with someone you've lost, or it can be all in the same, um, or it can be both, sorry, and a 30-minute distant Reiki session. So these are the three things I'm giving away. Um, You win by screenshotting, sharing. Honestly, I'm even going to open up to, if you just DM me your takeaway, what your thoughts were, challenge me. Please challenge me. I invite you to challenge me. How can I improve what I have said? How can I improve what I'm seeing and perceiving? Because I am open and willing to hearing all things. And that makes a big difference. So 
coming out with me on Instagram. Tag me. Let me know your thoughts. I'll put you in the draw. I'm going to draw on June 17th. Um, there's going to be another episode on July, June 6th, sorry. And I'm going to teach you about connecting with spirit, your loved ones in your life, um, spirit in your life. All right. Sending you so much love. Uh, have a wonderful day and go and do something positive. Disconnect, process, remote view, be willing to change your perspective, perception and just go have fun because that's what we need right now is people need to start having fun. That's not to avoid what is going on or to remove or take away from something.